Talks with downtown Donna Brown, Brooke Westcar, and me, Laura Foster. She's killing it already. I know. Look at you. What? <laughs> hey, Donna. How are you? Hi. I'm great. How are you? Good. I've been looking forward to this this week. Uh, listeners, I have a cold, so if I am twice as loopy, not to mention we're recording at 830 and you all know what that means for Donna and I both. Um, I have a cold or something awful. We're just going to call it the crud. So I will be muting myself to cough and or sniff like that. And You're I'm welcome. in the she shed and it's um, started to rain a little bit. And of course, when I'm in the she shed with the metal roof, I might be hitting mute as well because I don't think you want to hear the rain on the roof. There you go. Some little clickety clack. That's my favorite. So whenever, whenever you use mute, Laura, then that means you use more. Oh, I, I was going to say, well, I, I've got my, my sleeping furry child over here. So if she starts barking, I might, I can't really mute me since y'all are talking to me, but. That's okay. We've had episodes <laughs> with dogs barking in the background, all of us. So don't yeah. feel bad. I'll just start. Well, I, had my, I, I had my American bulldog run into the she shed and like just give one of our guests kisses all over. Oh. And he was like, okay, already then. And then he just turned around and ran back out. Licked so. right in the mouth. Yep. Oh. Um, Laura actually has the world's cutest dog ever. And I got to play with it when it was puppy and Lily Bell is just to die for. It's a she's all black cocker spaniel, out of control, Aww. curly and perfect. Aww, she's a sweet baby nugget. So, um, we like to do this on our podcast. If one of us has a friend that we bring on as a guest, we don't tell the other one anything about them because you get to learn. Donna will get to learn about you. Um, Whilst everyone else learns about you. Uh, I will say, I actually met our guest's sister before I met her. We were, um, MK and I were put in a play together. Um, it was Taming of the Shrew, and she played my sister, Bianca, which means I had to slap her around a little bit. So that was fun. Um, but we were like, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> clearly we should be friends. And then she was like, you have to come over to eat tacos and have game night with me and my sister. And I was like, what is this? There are two of them. And it was great. And we had fun times all the time. In Alabama, by the way. See, as much as I say I don't like our time in Alabama, I met like, I have really good friends and I met really great people while we were there. So I yeah, can't, because can't I mean, all of your friends have been guests and they're all from Alabama. I, I know <laughs> we've got uh, <laughs> people. I talk about Molly, Malia, Chelsea, Amy. Yeah. All the people basically. So, okay. Love okay. Me. I just had a, I just, I just had a moment. So okay. is Laura the one, the graphic artist? Yes. Yeah, <gasps> Laura, you did our. Laura's the one that did our graphics for our podcast. It just hit me. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I, I have moments. Laura, you're gonna have to excuse me. I'm about to be 50 in a couple months. It's called old granny mammy, you know, type of thing going on here. I can't remember stuff. And oh my god, I love you already because of our graphics. Oh, thank you. I loved making that for y'all, and I've gotten a little better. I was actually thinking before this call that I, I was like, I need to revisit because there's some things as a somewhat perfectionist that I, I would like, I'm like, I want to tweak this, but I, mean, I think y'all are amazing. So. Oh, will you play with it, do whatever. And I'll pay you to do more, whatever. I, we love them. Oh my gosh. And with, like one of uh, one of the bees with glasses and then the other one, Brooke, Oh my God. It was just like, we couldn't have got 
anything better. It was awesome. It was perfect. It is awesome. Yeah. So, before we go any further, tell us about yourself. Like, you know, the things. Where are you from? Where do you live? Who do you live with? That kind of thing. What do you do? What do I do? Um, well, uh, Laura Foster. I currently live in Nashville, but I'm from Birmingham, where I spent the first 27 years of my life before I moved here to Nashville two years ago. So I'm 29 now. Um, and I live by myself. I, to use Emma Watson's term, I'm self-partnered, um, <laughs> and I live with my adorable Cocker Spaniel Liberty Bell, who's going to be three in April, and she's a handful, um, and for a living, the thing that pays the bills is I am the marketing and media director for Molly Green. It's a women's fashion brand based here in Nashville, and we have six stores, and I do I wear many different hats. I do all the things all the time. None of my days look the same, so today I was at a store, but... Next week, I'll be somewhere else, and I don't know if that's I, – I talk about it, and it sounds really bland and boring, but it's, like, in the intricate details where I'm, like, oh, I sat there, and I'm using all this knowledge from when I was in a sorority to, like, help other people talk to girls in a sorority and all that's the things. That's awesome. Yeah. We love it. We love it. And I and love I'll, the brand, too, that I've, I've seen you post – some of the Molly Green stuff, and it's really cute, really good stuff. I was always, I keep going like, man, I can order online, I guess, but it's kind of sad that I can't visit the stores. <laughs> yeah, I like her stuff too. I was, we were talking today about how, of course, I don't know if you can actually do this anymore because I know that the tax, um, different tax breaks have come in and they were like, oh, well, if it's like a work requirement, then you get a tax break. And I was like, well, I know I shopped at the store a lot, I kind of terrified to add up how much money I spent there in 2019. Like someone else added it up and she was like, I spent over $1,700 in the store with my discount. And I was like, I know I bought more than you. And I just don't want to know what that number is. <laughs> I don't want to admit that to my accountant and be like, oh, they paid me. And then I paid them right back. Like yep. <laughs> self-preservation. Do not ask that number. No, yeah, we don't want to know. I don't think I'm going to get a tax break for it. So I just don't want to know. And I'm just going to lowball it and be like, I spent $200 there. I did not spend, but whatever. There you go. Sound, that's a good round number. There you go. 200. Yeah. 200. It's a safe number. It's a very, <laughs> I'm lying to myself. I'm honest with everyone else, but that number, I just don't want to know. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I want to go back to your dog's name. Liberty bell. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my sister MK that Brooke mentioned, uh, we, I moved in with MK. So I was in Birmingham and I, I quit my shitty job. And um, I, I assume y'all are good with cussing on the podcast. Um, Absolutely. Yes. We'll, we'll see. Okay. I just, I love bad words. I know it's a terrible thing. I, my students asked me the other day, they're like, Miss Carr, do you use bad language outside of school? And I was like, whatever makes you think that. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you feel me filtering myself all day? Because that's what I do. Um, no. Yeah, like, what what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what the hell? I have yeah. no idea. Um, no, I always equate when I'm, I'm talking to people. I'm like, I have the vocabulary of a very well-educated sailor. And I love cussing. <laughs> I love when people are like, what's your favorite cuss word? What do you want to do this? And I'm like, I have answers for these. Like, your favorite movie? I'm like, mm, we don't know. Favorite cuss word? Got that one queued up. So, um, <laughs> anyway, circling back to Liberty Bell, um, I moved in with MK after I quit my uh, shitty job and I was getting my master's degree. And 
I, I really wanted a dog and I was really obsessed with this idea. And I think I kind of peer pressured MK into being like, we need a dog. We have to have a dog. Our life is not complete. And so we got <laughs> Liberty Bell and we were talking about names. Um, so many people were like, oh, are you really patriotic? And I'm like, not especially. Um, but we also got it the summer that Glow came out, the Netflix women's wrestling show. And everyone's like, oh, did you name her after that? And I was like, no, that'd be really weird to like immediately have that reaction with a show. It's a good show, but that was not my reaction. Um, but we actually named her from the movie Juno with a very niche scene where J.K. Simmons is talking to Ellen Page's younger sister. And she's dumping, she has a baked potato and she's dumping all these bacon bits on it. And he's like, Liberty Bell, if you put one your little monkey butt. And MK and I thought that was hilarious. So we named our child Liberty Bell and she goes by Libby for short. And yeah, she's a, she's a uh, handful. I love that movie. Oh my gosh. Ah! I love Ellen I love Page. It. She's yeah, awesome. Me too. So she, strange, I, such a strange bird, but I love that. Um, me too. This is totally off track, but I just feel like you are two people that I can say this to and yeah. all the listeners who are going to hear it. Um, I've been like reading into the Oscar buzz and the awards buzz, right? And having a husband who spent time in Los Angeles, I have learned that the Oscars aren't what we people think they are. They're a little bit more like it's it's not it's not what we want it to be. It's all I'm saying is it's a little bit like buying into certain things a little bit and then some voting that happens. So it's a little weird for me. Anyways, there were all these articles about how J Lo got snubbed because of uh, Hustlers or whatever they thought that she deserved something so I don't know if you two have watched Hustlers but I was just in the other room trying it was it's let it out girl it's awful yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not Go a on. good movie no. and I don't, I'm not even talking about the the best actor in the movie is uh Julia Stiles who I I, I have like 20 minutes left of the movie to watch and so far I uh, it seems like they could have just waited till the end to put her in. There's a complete waste of time. It's so bad. Reigns was saying it almost feels like they're making fun of stripper movies, except for they're not. They're making a serious movie. It's bad. It's like, what is happening? The stakes are really weird. Like, all of a sudden, they're mad at each other, and then it's fine again. And all of a sudden, we're crying, and it's fine again. And I'm like, Mm, I don't know. It's like it's like everything else though, right? Brooke is political, right? So the Oscars is basically because it's J Lo in it, they automatically yeah. assume that she deserves some type of award. Yeah. Well, you and know I what? Feel, well, it, I guess it, that, that it is what used to happen, like Rain's jokes that you know, women uh as soon as a woman plays a stripper, she gets an Oscar nom, which kind of sort of has happened true. in the past. Yeah. But yeah. in this case, like and it's not even J Lo's fault, I don't think. It's just the movie. It's just bad. It's not a good movie. It's a movie that has a plot, but it still needed a plot. And yeah. I, I like kept watching it because I thought, so I got really jazzed about the trailer because it has like Cardi B and she's like money's in the background. And I was like all these like badass women. And I was yep. like, yes, this is going to be amazing. And then I watched it and I just kept getting bored. And I was like, yep. I shouldn't be as bored as I am. For yep. a movie that's like technically an interesting story because it's an yeah. interesting story it should be yeah it should be but it should watch yeah. i was like I, mm, no at the beginning so the best part and this is totally a spoiler but honestly don't don't watch it so there's no reason for me uh lizzo is in it which we knew but 
Sasha be fluting. Her flute makes an appearance. And honestly, that was like, I was like, what? Lizzo's flute. And then I was like, oh, Cardi B. And then I was like, okay, nothing else is happening. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they have like a separate Oscar noms for like Chris Evans sweater from like Knives Out and like this <laughs> flute. Like that's like an Oscar I can get behind. And like obviously then like female directors because um, they got completely snubbed this year. So oh, poor Greta. I know. I haven't seen Little Women yet. I'm dying to. I need to. It's super it's super good. I mean, I think the Times said it best when they were like, you know, not to spoil a 150-year-old book, um, but <laughs> it really, for having, like, been a fan of the book as a child and growing up and loving Louise May Alcott, I really, I loved the movie. She did a lot of really unique things. I won't ruin it for you because I want you to see it, but it's good and everyone should see it. So Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. Um so do you have like a new a favorite yeah. movie that's kind of toss it being tossed around right now? Yeah. Do I? Yeah. yeah. Like recent ones. Well, I saw uh, Jojo Rabbit last night. Oh. And have y'all seen it? No, no, I'm curious about it though. Are y'all familiar with the plot line? No. Or, like, so it's about a little boy at the like in Germany at the end of the Second World War, and it's um. Tika Wahidi, who's the director, plays this little boy, his name is Jojo, um, plays his best friend, his imaginary best friend, and his imaginary best friend is Hitler. Um, and it's a comedy, and it it sounds like it wouldn't be a comedy because it's really hard to make a comedy about the Second World War because there's nothing to laugh about with genocide. Um, but in the movie, it's a really caught up in the fanaticism of being in like Hitler's army and Hitler's youth and going out and doing boy things and his mother is in the resistance and it doesn't like ruin anything really to say that like his mother is hiding a Jew in the house and he finds the Jew and then it starts this journey where he's like learning about like who his mother is letting him be and who he actually like should be in that evolution as a young boy and there's a lot of comedy there but there's also a lot of heart and i haven't seen any movie kind of deal with the subject from like a child's perspective of such a dark war and experience and time in like human history um it was really it was beautifully well done so i cannot recommend it enough so i saw it last night and i was like yes i'm obsessed with it okay oh wow yeah, I want to see that because I hadn't. I didn't really have much interest in the other um, Scarlett Johansson thing that was around uh, Marriage Story. Yeah, <laughs> there's a great meme about Marriage Story. It's that scene where um, Adam Driver and her are like arguing, and I haven't seen it, but I saw the clip of it, and that was like <laughs> every actor in college remembers when two people did this scene in class where they're just yelling at each other, and it's 100% what it looked like. So I just kind of had written it off in my brain, but um, that one I was kind of curious about. So. I heard good things from someone. I also heard if y'all are familiar with the com uh, with the musical Last Five Years, um, mm -hmm. that it's like Last Five Years, but for people who have no interest in a musical and don't sing. Um, so, and take it as you will. I also saw that someone was like, "Give Adam Driver a Oscar for pretending to be married to ScarJo," and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I don't know, depending on how you feel about her." So, <laughs> uh, I. I think Adam Driver is surprisingly interesting. Something about oh, him is just fascinating. I love, like, his look. It's so intriguing. I love him. He made this movie, and I, I can recommend it. My friend Lily, who is a film studies 
Um, she's getting her PhD in film studies, recommended this movie to me, and I watched it. And it's called Patton, and it is, yeah, Patton. Patton? Anyway, sorry, I'll have to look it up now. I'm quoting this on your podcast, and everyone's going to go look. But it's a movie. It starts with a P. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Starting out in driver. It's great. Um, and I never realized how jaded I was in a film where I keep expecting something bad to happen and nothing bad ever happens to the character. Like one like kind of unbad like bad thing happens to him, like it's like not okay. But like for the most part it's just a movie about someone living their life and nothing truly bad happens to them and it's really pure and I love Adam Driver and I loved him in that movie. I just remember watching it and I was like, oh, I felt really safe. But the entire time when something's that pure, you keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. And you're like, his wife is going to die. His dog's going to attack someone. Somebody has cancer. And like nothing happens. Is it Patterson? Patterson. That's it. Thank you. I just looked it up. Yeah. Um, it already looks precious. I'm excited. Yeah. He like directed it or wrote it or something. It was like his passion project. And you're just like, anyway, can anyway, it's a good film. If you want a movie that nothing bad happens and won't destroy your emotions, Watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> I need that in my life right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> my um, this is a just a funny little tidbit. We were joking in the other room because I said, "Hey, I gotta pause the movie because the text message my coworker just sent me is uh, more entertaining than this film." Um, <laughs> but I asked if we on Fridays we're allowed to wear jeans, and uh, sometimes we can't if there's a board meeting. And I wasn't sure if there was a board meeting tomorrow. <laughs> so I texted her and she was like, honestly, I don't know. I'm going to wear jeans because um, we had a lockdown uh, drill at school today. I wasn't there. I was sick, but there was a lockdown drill. So, you know, um, welcome to America where we set off alarms and pretend there's an active shooter on campus and uh, children have to huddle into a hard corner uh, while teachers lock doors and um, pull down shades and uh, turn off lights and then sit in the corner with huddled children on the floor. Um, so she said, you know what? I'm wearing jeans tomorrow either way because I had a dozen children sitting at my feet on the floor today. And I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> so good. So good. And here I am I'm not laughing about the drill. I'm laughing about but the that fact text that is you great. Imagine, yeah. Yes. Can you yeah. imagine like standing there and you're in a skirt? I'm sure I'm assuming that she's wearing a dress <laughs> or something. And yeah. she's got all these kids at her feet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing, and I, you know, it's high school kids, so they're they look up, they're looking at you, and you're just like, "Yeah, guys, I I know it's weird, but uh, here we are, here we are." And then, of course, sometimes it's really depressing because they ask you horrible, sad questions that uh, you don't get paid enough to answer. So that's yeah. fun. Yeah. So, live in the dream in Nashville. I love Nashville. I need to come visit you. Don and I have been saying that we need to like, we want to go to Dollywood. We want to do all the things. So we just need to take a giant two B's road trip and visit all of our friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're in Nashville. Be... Yeah, I love it there. Second bedroom. You can come stay with me. I'll take you out, show you a good time. Um, love it. Yeah. yeah, we lived actually just a little north of there, um, right outside of Bowling Green. So oh. we would come to uh, Nashville quite a bit. Um, a lot of friends would come visit us. So of course, you know, we had that would have to do it evening on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, always we always start at Tootsie's. You know, you got to start at Tootsie's. You do. Sometimes you finish at Tootsie's as well before the Uber shows up. So got to do a lap. <laughs> That's right. You go down, walk towards the river, and come back up. So, 
Um, but I love it there. I'm actually going to be up that way next month. We're going to, I bought uh, a, a surprise Amanda with tickets to see uh, Brandy Clark and Tanya Tucker in uh, Memphis, actually. Oh. And then, uh, but I think we're going to stop through Nashville just to, you know, because we love Nashville. So. Yeah. Nashville, do it. That sounds amazing. If you have, squee- if you have like free time and you want to squeeze in some friendship, yeah, let me know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've got to meet this amazing Laura, you know. Mm-hmm. She is the shiz. <sighs> I should always be on y'all's podcast. It makes me feel really good about myself. I was like, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't really know. And she like, she's like, do you mean to pump you up? And I was like, yeah. And then she's like, this is exciting. Cause you like never call and ask me to like pump you up. And I was like, I mean, no, cause I really try to like get excited and not like need other people to make me feel better. But yeah, so y'all are good. This is good. This is a good thing for myself. Uh, and, and the best part about it, Laura, is you can like play it later and keep listening to it over and over again. Oh Yeah. That's true. Except then I have to hear my my own voice, and sometimes <laughs> I hear my voice, and I'm just like, I don't think anyone's ever listened to me and thought, God, we should mic that. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that, so do not feel ashamed. Um, I'm actually sort of used to it now, although I feel like I sound a little nasally and weird today, but that's okay. Sometimes that's a good thing. In fifth grade, um, I got a cold, and uh, my friend Tristan and I were like, this works out perfectly for the talent show. We can sing Britney Spears because you sound like her now. And I was like, (laughs) awesome. So we rehearsed this whole thing. I think we were going to, I don't know, fifth graders? Oops, I did it again. would be really weird, but I feel like that's what it was. Mm. Oops, I I don't remember. Um, But yeah, I lost the cold, (laughs) and uh, that went right out the window because Tristan could still sing, and I could not. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, too funny. So, uh, Laura, what's uh, one thing that most people don't know about you? I don't know. I feel like I'm a really open and honest person. So if you, like, ask me a question, I'm just going to, like, automatically tell you the answers. So I don't know if there's anything that I'm like, oh, you don't know this about me. I just – sorry. I was like, that's like a – I should. there should be more. That I'm like, if you have a question about anything <laughs> in my life, just feel free to ask me, and I will generally tell anybody – anything because I think I don't know this is true actually I mean like the first day I met her there was no and I'm that way too a little bit I think sometimes it weirds people out and I'm like yeah whatever it's who I am um but I feel like we were like okay cool we're friends now yeah and we we moved on (laughs) just like there was no awkward like hi it's nice to meet you well Brooke you've never had a choice because look I mean your mom your aunt candy me Yeah. yeah I mean Lord Jesus, you didn't have a, a shot in hell to no. hide anything, you know? No, we're, luck- we're lucky I have any cooth at all. <laughs> I I think it's just one of these things where I just, I, the school I went to growing up, everyone was like really, I mean, no one's really their best selves when they're like going through puberty. And me going through puberty was just kind of like, if you've ever seen the movie Hot Rod, um, where he uh, goes over, um, Andy Samberg goes over the log and he just kept, keeps falling downhill continuously forever. Um, that was me going through puberty in high school in general. But I say all this to say that like, you're around a lot of fake people and I just don't really have time for that. So anytime I meet people, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to say how it is. And if you don't like it, then there's no point in me like lying to get you to like me only for you to ultimately dislike me as a person because I can't keep being that other person. So, no, I that's mean, a good life motto. 
Yeah. I just want to immediately bond with people and just be like, we're already there. There's no hoops to jump through. It's shit. Let's talk about it. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. I love that. So uh, when you, so I, I follow uh, Laura on Instagram, obviously, and uh, she and I are both the queen of uh, stories of weird, awkward things that happen to us in life. But um, when you were little, what was your dream job? And like, did you have any weird nicknames or any strange things? Um, when I was, I didn't really have a lot of nicknames. My dad called me LB or like LB the Incredible. Um, well, just the B that my middle name is Marie. So the B had nothing to do with that. My dad would, would call me like LB babe. Cause he gives everybody nicknames. So it's like MK the incredible LB babe. And then like my mom is just halls. But anyway, I didn't really have nicknames in that way, but they did for a summer call me Bessie the cow, not because I was cow shaped. I feel that's really important to say, um, but because you know how cows have four stomachs and so they're constantly chewing their cud. Maybe this is a horrible story to tell. Um, <laughs> really fixated on things and I would just keep bringing them up and they would just be like, you've got to stop. You can't keep talking about that. So they called me Bessie the cow for a while. Um, once again, not cow shaped. <laughs> I cow feel pet. like I feel like you're in the grocery <laughs> store and your parents are calling you Bessie the cow and people are like, God, these people are awful. <laughs> Like, what oh, is wrong I, with those parents? <laughs> oh, I know. I used to cry all the time and tell my parents I was going to call, like, CPS. And they would just be like, and finally my dad yelled at me. He was like, do you know what would happen? And then he, like, yelled at me. And I was like, okay, I get it. That's not a funny joke for a six-year-old to make. I got it. Let's move on. Because, um, yes, I'm <laughs> making that joke at six. Like, it's fine. Um, yeah. No, when I was a kid, I used to think, um, because my grandparents did not – I was not their favorite person in the world. Uh, I was probably closer to their least favorite. And they were like, you have a really combative personality. And I was like, damn it, what gave it away? Um, and they were like, you should be a lawyer. And I was like, I could fight for a living, but I don't want to I don't want to fight for a living now. I don't want to fight with people. That's just when I was a kid. I also listened to a lot of Shania Twain and I wanted to be a singer. And my mom was like, honey, pick a new dream. And then I was like, well, I want to be a fan. <laughs> I was like, can I, I want to be a figure skater. Can you take me to the ice skating rinks like before school? And my mom just looked at me and she's like, I love you so much. I am never going to get up early enough to take you to the ice skating rink. I need you to pick another dream. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, we're on dream number four now. I don't really I thought I was like, damn, can you, they're not letting you pick one. You have to keep yeah. picking a new one. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm athletically challenged. So ultimately, it really was a. Uh, it was in everyone's best interest that I did not pursue <laughs> figure skating. Um, but I liked the sequins and the dresses. So I guess I ended up in fashion. So that's like a neighboring thing. But I love it. <laughs> I think I, I'll think that a lot of kids like because you and I are the same age, which I just realized when you said your age a minute ago. Um, uh, we're almost 30, by the way. How weird is that? Um, not I don't think it's that it. weird. Huh? I said I'm not thinking about it, not because it's bad, but just because like. I feel like 30, everyone's like, you just don't care anymore. And I'm like, I'm here for it. But I'm also like, I still care a lot. And I just want to have a few more months before I stop caring about everything. You know, um, I feel that. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. though. I'm, I feel like I'm already at the not caring thing. Oh, I'm trying I'm to. Sorry, care. I'm, I'm past the not caring. <laughs> past the sweet tea, please. <laughs> past the sweet tea sips. Um, <laughs> But I feel like maybe it's something in our age group because I totally wanted to be a figure skater. And again, 
athletically challenged, or at least I just never pursued it long enough to find out if I had any athletic ability whatsoever. But I definitely could put some socks on and slide my behind around on a kitchen floor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She looked damn good style. doing it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel, and now that I do it, I read Jonathan Van Ness's book and I'm like, oh my God, we're so much alike. <laughs> I get really excited. Um, I need to read that book. You do. It's good. Yeah. Love him. Love him so, so much. Okay. So since you're such an open person, is there anything that embarrasses you? Not really about myself. Like I, I saw that on your, like your question sheet and I was like, is there something that embarrasses me? And I'm like, there's nothing that embarrasses me because I, I generally just act and I'm like, it's a decision that I made. Um, but I get really bad secondhand embarrassment to like, I can't watch themselves. Like, even if it's on TV and I know it's completely made up, if it's going to be an embarrassing moment, I just have to like mute the TV and then I put it on, like I pause, I mute it, I put on the subtitle so I can read it so I'm not missing like a plot point and then I can watch through it. And even at that point, like I've watched some gruesome murder scenes in horror films, but you get to an awkward scene in some rom-com that I know is going to be awkward and I'm like watching it through my fingers. Like, please don't say that. Please don't do that. Please don't confess your love on a first date. That's so awkward. Please stop. <laughs> uh <laughs> That's actually the most common answer we have on here. So you're not alone in that. Apparently, people are less embarrassed by themselves and more embarrassed when other people are embarrassed. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should ask my sister if there's anything I've done that she's been deeply embarrassed by and be like, I saw Laura eat paste as a child. I never ate paste, but just as an example. We're so. totally going to have MK on here at, one, at some point. I was going to have you on together, but then I was like, no, we got to have a separate. And then maybe together after I've had you separate. Yes. Because yes. um, you guys are like my sister and I, totally different. But at the we're same the, time, there's similar qualities. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to hear. We are the exact same different person is how we describe it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. No my way. sister and I are getting closer. How? What's the age gap between you and MK? Uh, like two years and three, two years and two weeks. Okay, so my sister and I have like nine years in between us, but uh, so of course we weren't super close as kids because why would we be? Or, yeah, you know, differences in age make your uh, the things that you are worried about vastly different. You know, when I'm worried about boys, she's like trying to get into my room by busting the lock, and I'm like, kid, back up. Um, <laughs> but now we're I'll get we're becoming a lot closer and we even have similar interests like today I was uh sick on the couch and I'm snapchatting her like didn't you just read this book and she's like oh my god yes best book ever you're gonna love it and I'm like I love that this is happening in my life um oh, that's exciting yeah and you guys uh so you guys have similar interests though because you both like reading and movies and all these different things we read we write I she can draw <laughs> I think I draw more than she does I always joke because she's finishing up her um, PhD that I have taken so much of her interest into mind that like when she actually gets her PhD, I'm going to cut it in half and be like, well, this is the half I earned. Um, obviously, <laughs> yeah, it's 100% hers. And I was like, no one's going to ever call me doctor. But um, yeah, we're we're just really similar and we have a lot of the same things to talk to and read poetry, books, interest music. There's very little. I don't I like scary movies and I like true crime 
And MK has horrible nightmares, so she never wants to talk about any of those things. So I have to go to outside sources to talk about um, listening to true crime podcast and my ultimate fear that it's going to get me murdered. So. <laughs> oh, my God. So living alone as a female is uh, is really great for you right now. <laughs> fall asleep listening to true crime podcast and I, I listened to the book about the golden state killer and they were talking about him stalking women and i was sitting there like curled up in my bed with my christmas lights on listening to this book and i was like what the fuck is wrong with me like anybody <laughs> else is gonna be listening to this like savvy romance and he's like oh and he did this horrendous horrible thing and i'm like oh my god that's horrible and i'm like fucking cross-stitching like <laughs> broken so um yeah <laughs> oh no i'm totally i love scary stuff donna does not do scary at all donna's like mk not having it and my mom was always like tormenting her with uh there because they're they best friends so like tormenting her i like scary stuff but definitely not gonna watch it by myself like even the other day in rains if we watch it he's like all right we gotta turn the lights off and i'm like seriously all the lights come on uh, <laughs> um and then i'm like uh the other day he was like uh we watched something creepy and uh right before bed he's like hey we let the dogs out and i look at him he's like what i'm like you made me watch that you gotta go with me to let them out <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is how this works this yeah. is a team a team effort yeah, but, you're married. You have that person that's going to be there with you every time you get scared. For me, I just look at Libby and she's like, nope, all you bitch. And I'm like, that, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like with Sandy, though, the, you know, I'm not the person like when we would go to, and I'm really edging myself, we go to Blockbuster to pick out movies. I'm going to the comedies and the romance, you know, type of movies. And her and Candy and Debbie are going over to the the horror flicks. And I'm like, really? Come on. You know, and then, of course, we would start watching it. And, I, and I'm like, I can't look. And then, but I cannot keep, get my eyes off of it. I'm like, yeah, why am I still watching this? Because I would just be like pulled in to, you know this this movie that i was like and then i was always we always had to hang out at their house and i lived like 10 miles away so they would make me walk out to my car by myself <laughs> in the dark they are okay. bitches that's not a good friend move it's not a good friend move <laughs> oh i'm sure they had fun for like, me. oh hell no i said you're walking me to my car oh yeah they did <laughs> oh it doesn't sound like them at all, Donna. I don't know how you could say those things. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. What's next? Do you have a secret talent that no oh, one yeah. knows about? Um, I, know you're not, I know you don't hide secrets, but, I mean, I've got I, some secret talents that I don't tell anybody about. <laughs> See, I want to hear about those because I'm like, I don't. I don't really have a secret talent. Maybe that maybe, like, it's kind of like for me along the same lines as like a party trick. And yeah. I think my own, my only party trick is like naming all the books of the Bible in order really fast. And that's a really quick way to kill a party. Um, <laughs> so I'm not really yeah, like, I mean, I mean, do you go for shots after that? I don't think so. I mean, like, like, yeah, I'd be like, Oh, every time there's somebody in the Bible with a J name, just take a shot. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> that is a great special talent. 
That's it, that's fantastic. Yeah, I was like, that that's it for me. I wish it was something better and be like, oh, I can like, I'm double jointed. I'm not double jointed. I went to a religious school and this is what I've carried with me since the second grade. So why couldn't it have been something more useful like the periodic table? But nope, just the books of the Bible in order. Yeah. <laughs> Still pretty <laughs> impressive. I love the fact you said take a shot every time you say a J name. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she says, Jesus Christ, listeners, take shot. Um, <laughs> James, John, shot, shot, shot. <laughs> Just I, keep going. Like, I love that so much. Oh my God. Yeah. Awesome. I always joke at when anyone asks what, what my secret talent is or like the party trick I do the Barbie voice and I'm like honestly it's my only actual talent it's the only thing <laughs> I don't think I have anything else I pretend to do all the other things and that one I discovered by accident so I feel you books of the bible is a pretty good one I feel mm -hmm. like I know someone who can do the the presidents like all of the presidents in a row but books of the bible is way more obscure and way more fun that's hilarious I, yes as a side note so I think about this Okay, so no one should ever drink and drive. That's a good thing to put out there. But <laughs> I, I think about it sometimes where they're like, if they pull you over and they ask you to say the alphabet backwards, and I'm like, I can't do that sober. I'm dyslexic. I'm just going to start saying, like, numbers and, like, grammatical markings and be like, eight, seven, you know, L, M, K, and then be like, period. And they're going to be like, you're using letters and numbers and shit. I'm going to be like, <laughs> This is going to be really hard no matter what. So, yeah. I carry like, a card in your wallet that says, right, I'm dyslexic. You're just going to go ahead and hold your arms out in front of you like, okay, yeah, no, this is not going to happen. Um, yeah. Do I get one phone call? Yeah, thank you. Like one phone call and be like, my dyslexia finally screwed me. Um, I couldn't do this very basic thing. So I've tried to practice it a couple times. And I'm like, no, I'm just not good at this. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay, I feel like this one's going to be good. Uh, if you could have a song play every time you enter a room, what would it be? Uh, mm. I don't, I don't know. Do I want to make people really like, I'm like, do I want to make them sad? Do I want to make them cry? Do I want to make them laugh really loud or feel good about themselves? I don't really know if I'd have like one particular song. Depends on a mood. Um, oh, I don't know. Is there a song that like you look at and you're like, oh, I think of this? Because I feel like I've been listening to like sad music recently because I'm one of <laughs> people that when I'm in like a sad mood, I listen to sad music and make myself sadder. I'm a true Enneagram four. So, um, yeah, I I actually totally do that. It's uh, the catharsis thing. I, yeah. If I'm in if I'm if I've had like a bad day or two, like two, two, three days in a row rain snows he'll just like come in he'll say he's like hey i picked a movie for us and in my head i'm like pick the movie what like i don't even get a say <laughs> and then and then he sits down and he <laughs> and he sits down and he pushes play and it's the secret garden and i'm like how did you know <laughs> because sometimes we just need something to just make us so joyful and cry or something so sad he's like i'm not watching any more sad dog movies with you and you have to watch this is us on your own so i'm like fine so when he's not here i'm like <laughs> on the couch um so <laughs> we've had some good answers the best one donna what was that um oh someone said move bitch get out the way as their song <laughs> went, which is pretty funny 
which by the way, I love on my pop yeah. 2k serious radio station when it comes on in the morning and I'm driving to work and that song comes on. I'm like, here's this 49 year old white woman. Boo bitch. Get out the way. I'm like, I'm getting into the song <laughs> and my little Honda CRV and I'm jamming yeah. it. All right. I, I love that. I will say in terms of a song that I wouldn't necessarily like, you could play it when I walked into a room, but a song that was stuck in my head for two years, which maybe makes it unique. And I don't know why it was stuck in my head for two years. And then it played the other day and I was like, well, now it'll be stuck in my head for another two years is I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> oh, shut up. I love that. It was stuck in my head for two years and I was like out somewhere and I was like getting drinks and it came on and I was like, in my, like in my head, I was like, Oh my God, it's my song. Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Your song to yourself. <laughs> my song to myself. And, like, I heard, and I was like, yeah, this is still a really good song to me. Like, what's, anyway, I don't know what that says about me, but it's how I feel. I've actually had that before. There was a time in middle school, and it felt like it's probably a two year situation where the song kept coming in my head, but I didn't know any of the words. So I, and it was like, you know, before iPhones where I could try to like Google weird things that I didn't know. Uh, but I was like in middle school, and I would always get this little tune in my head. And I, and I would tell people, like, what's the song that goes like this? And I would, like, do this. And they'd be like, I don't know. And I'm like, guys, it's not – it was – and I can do it now, and you might know. And I actually know the name of the song now, and I have it on my phone, so I can never be a weirdo again because it used to haunt me for, like, years. <laughs> Tom's Diner. Do, 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 Yeah. So, and I'm like telling that and they're like, I don't know. What are the words? And I'm like, there aren't words. She literally says do, 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 do. And then she says words. You said do, do. But eventually I think I was like in a store and I heard it over the radio and I was like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. And then I immediately wrote it down so that I would stop being insane. But I used to have that one second in my head all the time, which is not a bad one to have play when you walk into a room, I guess. No. What did you mm-hmm. write down? Just do, 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 do. No, I think I, I think, because it was like, again, before iPhones where you could just like, hey, Siri, what's this? Yeah. Uh oh, I said, hey, Siri, now she's listening to me. Naming that tune. <laughs> um but you know do it, so bro, I, go, do it, bro, go do do no one sounds like that i don't know <laughs> oh lord it's past 8 30 it's like rain so i have a fever again i'm not sure <laughs> I do feel warm. I'm always warm. Hello. Um, so what, so you said you're currently listening to sad music. Do you have like a book you're currently reading or a podcast you listen to or a show you're watching? Um, I, yes, I'm listening to sad music, uh, books. I'm going back and forth between the library book and, um, the, um, oh my gosh, it's Melissa Albert's new book. Her first book was The Hazelwood. It's uh, Night Country. Yeah, The Night Country. It's her, it's a YA novel, um, which someone once told me, they're like, you're a grown-ass adult and you're reading YA. And I'm like, the world's burning. I can read whatever I want at this point. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I never finished Infinite Jest. Like I saw the other day on Twitter that some guy like was cutting his books in half and he cut Infinite Jest in half and I was okay with it. I was like, probably made it better. Like you cut off the like annex at the end that like has all the footnotes and all that shit. But like, whatever, it made the book better. I get really tired when people are like, it's my favorite book. I'm like, that's not your favorite book. It's nobody's favorite book because no one has finished it. I'm sorry, Brooke, if you love that book. I don't know. Um, I don't, you're good. Yeah, or it's like your Donna. I don't know if you've read. You're a huge like a secret, huge David Foster Wallace fan. Um, but anyway, so uh, I'm like fantasy book. Um, it's really good to start it. I highly recommend it. Night Country and the Hazelwood um, are her two books, and then um, podcast. Obviously, I'm listening to true crime so my favorite murder is always my like go-to for that and then my other podcast besides i listen to y'all actually um oh i do i was like i contributed this art and i love brooke so much and i love you donna too by extension i never i didn't have to meet you i'm like yes i love you i'm here for this and <laughs> so i listen support subscribe which is what you should do for all your favorite podcasts and um then i listen to noble blood by dana schwartz and it's strong recommendation it's all these like quick little 30 minute episodes about weird like royal things like royal families like the weird ancestor like the um ice castle that was in russia and the woman who built it or about how madame tussauds got started and like strong wreck it's really good um but i started listening because i read this article called i can't stop thinking about this time rob pattinson lied to matt lauer and i read <laughs> this article yeah just taking a moment to appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to send y'all, anyone, like, look it up. Dana Schwartz wrote this article about in the middle of his Water for Elephants press junket, he went on the Today Show and Matt Lauer was like, oh, did you, like, grow up and want to run away to the circus? And Rob Pattinson was like, the first time I went to a circus, a clown died. And, like, <laughs> it's like a morning show and everyone's like oh shit a clown died that's so dark and then later in another interview a few days later someone asked him about it and he was like oh no i just made it up i just i just fucking lied about this clown dying and you're like this is like he made water for elephants during his time at like twilight and so he really is kind of like a man as she says, with like with everything to lose, but no way to lose it. Because like it didn't matter what he said, no matter how much like Rob Pattinson hated like Twilight, he was still in it. I mean, he opened He's still Edward, yeah. He can't He's still uh, Edward. Everyone's obsessed. So I read that article and I loved her work and then I found her podcast. So uh yeah, Noble Blood, my favorite murder. Y'all, strong wrecks for all of them. That's hilarious. Aww, also that's awesome. I, I secretly love all things Robert Pattinson because <laughs> he's just such a shithead. Like recently, he's uh, he did you know the lighthouse with um, Willem Dafoe, and I- I've heard it's like an okay film, but the acting's really good. And people have asked Pattinson like, how do you like what what are your tactics of being an actor? He's like, I have no idea how to act. Sometimes I just walk on set, and if I have to be strained, I just drink a lot of water and then don't let myself go pee. <laughs> 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 I'm like, honestly, man, whatever gets you there. <laughs> Dude, that's like that uh, Joey episode on Friends. Remember um, when uh, Jeff Goldblum was on there and he was uh, 
auditioning with Jeff Goldblum and he had yeah. to pee really bad and and oh it's perfect or the one where he has the hernia and it's what works because he's trying to he's dying in the scene he's like holding the hernia with his hand and the little kids creeping <laughs> out oh I love it so much seriously whatever works um yeah uh, yeah. Thank you for Edward, Team Edward, all the way. Um, so on the podcast, I have mentioned several times how much I love Anne with an E, the show based um, on Anne of Green Gables, of course. And Laura was very hesitant to yes. want to even look at it because she loves some Anne of Green Gables. And I convinced her. And then she watched all of it in like a day and a half, I'm pretty sure, based on yeah. the, the conversations we were having. Yes, I watched all of it really, really fast. I got some deep feels, man. I, mm. <laughs> I, her face me, is priceless right now, guys. I wish you could see it. Um, for me, as long as I treat it as this separate thing that's like separate, because like I read the book and I'm a huge fan of the like eight hour movie produced by like BBC and like BBC Canada. Um, and I watch it all the time. In addition to my sad music, I watch Anna Green Gables and the eight hours all the time. Um, so as long as I treat it as this like separate thing, like I think it's really good and it explores a lot of like aspects that are overlooked. And obviously it has a lot of um, visibility and I really value that. Um, it's not to me, it's not like a real Anna Green Gables it's just a version where they use very similar characters and then they told these stories about like what could I don't know. I, I still really like it though. I was very emotional at the end. I didn't realize that was gonna be the last season. I got like emotionally hooked because I kind of just want to see Anne and Gilbert no matter what. <laughs> Agreed. Um, at any version, it's like this liter like literacy cocaine. I don't know if I can say that. I'm like you know, snort it, shoot it, drink it, whatever. I want to see Anna Gilbert fall in love. And that is my favorite part of anything. So I enjoyed that aspect. And yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, no, it's really great. And I'm with you. Like that whole last season, I was like, okay, this is the last season. Anne and Gilbert need to get their shit together and kiss already. Damn it. So yeah, spoiler, um, if you don't know, Anne of Green Gables marries Gilbert Blythe, so everything's okay, guys. But I was very worried. Yeah, once if again. I, if I didn't know. A, a spoiler to, like, a, a hundred and something year old book. Like. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, what celebrity would you rate as a perfect 10? I was seriously about to ask her that. I love that we're on the same brainwave. <laughs> um, oh, like, ever? Just now? Because I'm like, there's so many celebrities that I'm like yes they're killing it they're perfect um I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge I Agreed. think she's absolutely perfect like everything she writes I just rewatched Fleabag mm -hmm. for the second time and that show god have y'all watched it I have Donna it's on um Amazon you need to watch Fleabag um it's really great. She's uh she's a playwright and um now of course writing shows and winning awards and killing it. Yeah. Um she's really cool, really interesting. Also Hot Priest is now on my He was Moriarty, but now that he's Hot Priest, I'm on board. So yeah. Donna, you don't know what that means yet, but if you and Amanda watch Fleabag, you will know what it means. But I'm with you. Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the bomb. She is. Yeah, I'll check it out. Oh my god, it's so good. I this I love season one because to me season one is perfect, but season two like transcends season one, and the opening where she like looks at the camera because she has all these asides, 
have this so funny. She has this bloody nose and she just looks at the camera and she goes, this is a love story. And I was like, accurate, like started crying. And I was like, yes, accurate. This is my life right now. A hundred percent. Yeah, so. Donna, you guys will love it. It's, it's, it's just a brilliant comedy. It's like, it's like a um, my favorite. It's like dry humor. So it's so good. And so like, you know, season one opening is literally like she's having sex but she's looking at the camera and giving you the aside of like what's going on in her brain. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's just brilliant. brilliant. Um, so yes, agreed. I'll have to check it out for sure. Yes. I mean, there's so many celebrities that are perfect time. I mean, Dolly Parton, Barbara Streisand, Lizzo, like. Girl, you are like talking my language. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. Let's go. What? I'm just like strong women that I love. I just watched, um, I'm, well, I'm still watching, uh, sex ed on Netflix. So um, I just told Donna and Amanda about that when we were, um, we went to universal and met them with their, as Donna says, 400 children. It's only yes. just four and they're great. And she's crazy. But, um, <laughs> I was like, when children go to bed, mommy needs to watch sex education because hilarious. Amazing. And Jillian Anderson is just, She's perfect and she just keeps getting better with time. Like she's more love- gorgeous now. I don't she even understand. I-, I was like, everybody, I was like, <laughs> perfect. And I was like, Jillian Anderson is perfect. She could fucking knock me out and I would be okay with it. Like, so <laughs> yeah. Public service announcement for all people who need a great laugh and don't know that this exists. Okay. Uh, I work with children that are blind or visually impaired. So, on a lot uh, or on all of the media now they have this that's audio description and um hasn't used to you'd have to like buy separate vhs and all that sad stuff but now like it's on everything so anything that's new on netflix you can click the little closed captioning thing up there and instead of closed captioning you scroll down and put audio description and basically what that does is it's a voice that in between the dialogue pops up to let you know what is visually happening so that people that are blind know what's going on because if sometimes it's you know like uh, I, I made the kids watch Coraline and when Coraline opens the little door and goes through a magical tunnel you're going to need that visually described because otherwise what the hell's going on here um, yeah put the audio description on do yourself a favor for uh, season 2 episode 1 <laughs> of Sex in the City I mean Sex in the City that would be worse uh, Sex Education um, and also <laughs> Oh, it's actually uh, Miranda bounces up and okay. Um, <laughs> now my face is really hot. I wish you could see. I wish everybody could see your face right now. Brooke is awesome. Yes, beautiful. My oh, shit. But seriously. It's so funny with the audio description. We watched it regularly, and then I was like, Reigns and Brian, I've heard that this is good, so I feel like we have to do it. And then um, the last episode, too, which I won't ruin for anyone, but there is a theatrical performance that happens. Oh, my God. Audio description, and it is gold, my friends. Gold. It's yeah. so funny. I've never seen two 40-year-old straight white men splush and giggle so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Uh, do yourself a favor and anything that's awkward on Netflix, just put on that audio description. It's brilliant. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, do you have any tattoos? No. Kind of personal. No tattoos? No, I, I wanted to. Um, 
I've like wanted to get tattoos through the years and MK and I talk about tattoos. We want to get together. But honestly, the one time I went with my best friend to go get, she got a tattoo in Gallifrey and on like her the side of her body. And I, I went with her to the tattoo parlor and I just sat there while she got it. And then I went home and I was like staying with my parents. Um, and I told my daddy, he's like, well, what'd you do with your night? And I was like, oh, I, I went while like, you know, so-and-so got a tattoo. And my dad was like, I actively think less of you for being in there. Aww. And then I just fucking lost it. And I was like, and I just listed off all my accomplishments. And I was like, and you're fucking ashamed of me? Like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, I'd hate to see someone who actually had done something bad. What do you say to them? Like, they killed somebody, but they don't have a tattoo. So they're a good person. Like, what? So, um, anyway, but yeah, so I'm like, I want to get a tattoo, but I also don't think I could handle the weight of my parents' disappointment in me for making a decision about my body. Um, but I'm a natural. <laughs> natural. <laughs> As you, you can see why I love her, right? I feel yes. like this is something I would never do, but I just want to say, because, you know, it's fun to dream about things. Um, you should get the, that cheesy, like heart tattoo with the banner and just says, dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I think I you should get a temporary one that looks like that and, just then, to watch hey, and say I got you something for Father's Day and then yeah. <laughs> show him the tattoo yeah lower lower back too just so he knows also so my mom can scream for the other from the other room you can never have an epidural now and I'm like you don't know that um <laughs> <laughs> oh I watched Donna's mom chase her around a kitchen with a broom for a temporary tattoo of a butterfly on her boob once. So anything <laughs> goes. <laughs> I said, I said, mom, you want to watch it? I can make it fly. She wasn't liking it still, even if I can make it fly. So Miss Brown has these amazing, and Donna has them too. You got, Donna, you look just like her. She has these amazing eyebrows that when she's mad, mine just squish together and I get like the, I'm seriously going to have the world's largest wrinkle right here. But Donna's just perfectly like evil, angry brows, right? And Miss Brown, I've never seen eyebrows like... <sighs> Just straight, <laughs> like she was gonna, like the, like the outside of them was like in her hair up here, like she was pissed. And I was like, oh shit. I think I was like seven. I was like, this is not good. She's like, I, I think Brooke says, Mama Donna, can we go home now? Can, can I go home now, please? <laughs> like, it's time to go. <laughs> uh, it was brilliant. She was, Donna's literally like, Mom, it's fake. It's fake. <laughs> Being chased with a broom. It was fantastic. One, I, great memory. Okay. <laughs> oh lord so we're actually time is flying yeah like so fast should we ask her the important question donna yes absolutely so laura who are your top three female heroes mm. god i feel like i already came in with so many like strong women that i'm like i respect the just hell out of them and you're allowed to pick, like, you know, literary, um, imaginary, passed away, doesn't matter. So, like, anything goes. Is it really cheesy if I just say that, like, I mean, like, there's so many women that I admire. From, like, Jane Austen and Elizabeth Bennett, who is, like, an incredible character, 
to Dolly Parton, who has just done so much to share to like, there's all these strong women out there doing the damn thing. And like, I always come back to, I mean, I guess you could counter as one of my personal heroes, Mindy Kaling, because I love her so damn much. Um, but at one point on her show, The Mindy Project, she's like, she's like, shout out. And she's like, it's really empowering to be your own role model. And it's not that I'm my own hero, but just like a shout out to equality in every single woman. Because like every woman I know and every woman I've ever met is so much stronger and smarter and braver and faster and fuller of wit and kindness and intelligence than they even think themselves capable of. And I love meeting people and I love seeing that strength in them like grow in that journey that they see themselves in their life. Cause I think so many times you look at other people and they do badass shit. Like Lizzo who like gave a recap of her last decade and you're like, Oh my God, I could never make that journey. And I'm like, you don't have to make a journey that's that severe from like homelessness to performing at the Grammys, but every single day when you make a decision to better yourself and to be kind to people, I think you're, I mean, it sounds probably cheesy to say your own hero, but that's how I feel when I look at women. I'm like, I'm constantly in awe of every single woman I meet because they're all so beautiful and full of love and just kind and just, man, every time I see like someone, like I start crying because I'm like, I love them all so much. And yeah, I cry a lot and I cry over all the people doing all the amazing things. So I don't know, is that, can I have that answer? Is that cheesy? No, no, no that's, that's a great. Answer. great. And it's so true too. It's like, you know, we had Shelby and Courtney last week and that's what I was emphasizing because both of them have, have been through a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of good things and a lot of bad things this past year. And, um, you know, to have that, that, that relationship, you know what I mean? Like they ha they have each other and of course they have significant others as well. You know, their boyfriends and, and now Shelby's married, um, just recently got married, but you know, it's so important to have those female, uh, you know, I guess, you know, even your best friend, like, like, you know, when Sandy had Brooke, you know, I just, I mean, I always, I lo always loved her. She's my best friend, but I'm like, God, you just, you just, you know, birthed this beautiful little girl and, and, you know, it's just, it, I don't know. It's just amazing how we can always just support each other. You know what I mean? It's like everybody that we are, we deal with in our day-to-day -day lives. And also those people that are doing amazing things that we can look up to Dolly Parton and, and, and so many others, you know, that, that have came up, you know, was able to go over, um, get over I mean, obstacles in their lives and stuff like that and still go out and, and rock it, you know? Yeah. And I like what you said about it not having to be on like a huge grand scale. Um, my uh, I I always think of that Christopher Robin quote from, you know, uh, Winnie the Pooh. And he says, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. And I um, I gave my grandma that on a on um, like a little quote, something to put in her office once, because um, I think we see that a lot where women in society, society and culture teaches us to stay, take that step back. Um, anytime we're out and loud and confident, we get a lot of pushback. Um, and I hate that. And I, I hate seeing a woman like apologetic for being awesome or whatever. So I make sure to like, let my grandma know, like you are an inspiration and so many people are, it's all, it's the littlest things. And I just had this conversation with my student who, um, you know, it's a, she's a female and, uh, she, um, is struggling with her, 
she knows that she has a sexuality that her parents do not agree with and she's so afraid to tell them and all these things and I just sat with her and I said you know I wanted to cry talking to her I said you know I'm already so proud of you because in this conversation you have proven to me that you realize they're the ones that are making the mistake they're the ones that are wrong and you're not wrong I said, that is already, like, you have already, you have the battle right there. I said, because there are so many people in your position that feel like they're wrong. Yeah. I said, and you've realized that you're not wrong. There's nothing wrong about you. Um, and I love just even little things like that. And you're right. It's, like, inspiring to see if you wake up in the morning and make the decision to try to be anything slightly better than yesterday. That's that's more than a lot of people can say. And it's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. It should yeah. be celebrated that we... The fact that we get up, um, yeah. I, I actually had a male coworker the other day make the comment that period cramps couldn't be that bad and bad enough to make you cry. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to need you to sit the down and uh, shut your pie hole before I legitimately have a freak out here at the lunch table. Because women do get up and go to work after having kids and um uh, you know, anything else or anything else that bleeds for a solid week would die. So, you know, yeah. we're wearing that crown. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Small victories add up. And I think a lot of times you're right. We don't see it in ourselves, but it's nice to know that you see it, that other people see it. Right. Yeah. It's so important. You know what I mean? I think is, and, and look in the mirror, right? I mean, if you're getting up and you're doing the shit every day, you know, I mean, give yourself credit. You know, women are so hard on themselves because that's how society tries to make, push them down and make them feel, you know, it's like you're not allowed to have a voice and, you know, Lori, you're rocking it out, girl. Oh, thank you. I, um, y'all are amazing and I, I'm so proud of y'all and y'all talking and actually doing something because so many people are like, we should start a podcast and y'all actually did it and y'all have people and y'all have been doing it and that's a lot of work and I think that's so amazing and y'all are both so incredibly kind and I Don I don't know as much about your background as I know about Brooks um but I know Brooke like you have like some shit in your past and I think anytime somebody has been through anything and they still choose to be kind that they're just the strongest people I know because if you can be anything and you still choose to be kind even after the worst things happen I'm like that's the strongest person so I admire y'all amazing thank you yeah, Donna's been through the ring or two and the fact that she, you know, succeeds in life. And I think success is measured in the fact that you've got four kids who are so well behaved and Aww. who like, you know, uh, hold my hand and, you know, aren't trying to run around and be crazy and who are being sweet and kind and know that their mom's going to take care of them and that they have support and family and uh, I know stuff that Donna's been through in her life and not having family that are supportive um, all the time, which weighs us down, man. Aww. Don't you want to wake up sometimes and be like, I'm enough. But then you hear these voices and it's really hard to push those away. Um, but like you said, sometimes we get up, we put the lipstick on, we put our boots that are made for walking and we just do the thing even if we don't want to. And that's the biggest success right there. Yeah. 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 Well, now that you made me cry, Brooke, Lord Jesus. <laughs> You're welcome. <gasps> oh my God. So just to distract her from crying, I'll tell you, Laura, we went to, uh, they were having a fun family field weekend at Universal and invited Reigns and I down after rehearsal one night. So we just showed up and um, we were hanging out with them and we were, were telling the kids how the last time uh, we went on one of the water rides, it was like just 
as if you jumped in a pool with all your clothes on and they were like, we want to ride. And I look at Reigns and every now and then in my life, I have these moments of like, eh, why the hell not? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I would never do this, but it's kids. I'll do it for the kids. We're taking one for the team. And yeah. then Reigns was like, I guess that means I have to. And so <laughs> we went on the ride. <laughs> so wet. Oh my God. Like, I mean, I mean, literally, Brooke was what Reigns didn't get really that. It was like on the one the big round, like um, rapid just, type of ride, you know. And Brooke got the worst of it. She was soaked from head to toe. Yeah, yeah. Miranda, Donna's daughter, Miranda, and I, we knew it too because I Reigns and I once rode that ride, uh, and it was during the summer, and we were, we made it the last thing we were going to do. So we were like, we have clothes in the car to change. It was with his brother. We got on it, and we rode it seven times in a row. So we were like. Just, just we went hard so we yeah. knew we figured out the tricks of it so i told i was like reigns okay we have to be on opposite sides of thing because if we're together all the weight's going to go to one side and we're definitely going to get the most sweat so he's like okay reigns and i get on we're on opposite sides i'm sitting next to miranda she's skinny i'm thinking everything's going to be fine reigns has the two boys i've got the skinny kid we're good but then this <laughs> other family comes on and they sit on our side and i was like oh miranda and i are screwed we're so screwed wait and it's not good weight distribution off and reigns is looking at me like it's gonna be you (laughs) and sure enough (laughs) waterfall directly on my head and then there was one that just caught me off guard and literally landed on my head and went off of me onto miranda and i was like here we are but it was fun we had a good it was a good time Miranda's little skinny behind was literally shivering by the time we got oh, off of there. <laughs> and 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 what do they do, Laura? They go to another water ride. Yeah, we did. We did two in a row. It was and fun. Definitely the only way you can follow up getting soaked is to be like, I'm already soaked. Let's go do this. Let's yeah. just get o- get it over with and do the thing. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Are we ready for the quick spin round? I think we are. Are you ready, Laura? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let me pull my handy-dandy list over here. All right, Laura, spring or fall? Fall. What's worse? Do you, ex- so do you want me to expand on that? I don't know. No, you don't sure. have to. You can if you want. It's only I up mean, to you. I got my girl card, so I think definitely fall. Also, I uh, summer's just too hot, and I like fall fashion better. Let's be honest. Fall fashion, agreed. Scarves is where it's at. Um, Go ahead, Donna. So what's worse, laundry or dishes? Dishes. Because I can't, I just got a new dishwasher today, actually, but I can't put my dishes, like, I have all these, like, beer glasses from all over that have writing on them, and anytime I put them in my dishwasher, it melts it off them, so I have to hand wash all of them, and so it just, I store them in my dishwasher, and then I have to hand wash them later. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Dishwasher storage. Um, Bath or shower? shower i can't really get behind a bath i don't care what monica says on friends anytime i think about it i just feel like i'm sitting in a puddle and it just makes me feel awful so yeah (laughs) dirty body water i'm with you literally and i'm like no one gets out of a bath and thinks i'm cleaner i'm like you got in there and any dirt that was on your body is now sitting around you and then you got out of it and it's still on you and i just all the aromatherapy in the world can't make me think that I'm cleaner. So Rains laughs at me because I will literally shower, like do the whole thing, washing, yeah. Yeah. then sit in the bath. And then I usually rinse off after the bath. And he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> you said I needed to take a bath to chill out and be comfortable. 
but I can't do that <laughs> if I got in the bath non-clean. Yeah, Un- exactly. Unclean, dirty, not good. Not to mention for females, it's actually a bad idea. Health problems. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Amusement park or day at the beach? I don't know. I really like both. I mean, my family has a place at the beach that I really enjoy going to, but I also haven't been to like Disney World in a while and I'd love to go back. So I've also never been to Harry Potter World, which I need. (gasps) I know. Oh my God. You know what my daughter said? We walked around the wall. She's like, Mom, I can hear angels. Oh. She's the biggest Harry Potter. Oh, I, I should say in our family, at least. She's the biggest Harry Potter nerd because walking around, uh, uh, Universal. There's a lot of Harry Potter nerds. I mean, they're all dressed <laughs> up. It's pretty. It's all. It's pretty awesome. It really oh, is. I love so that. So if you, if you come down, we will we will all go with you. We've all got passes. So let's Good. do it. Good. I love it. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. I I just like I don't know Hulu. I, I get stuck on Netflix more. They gave us more shows. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of course, Amazon mm-hmm. gave us Fleabag, and so I'm eternally grateful to them. We don't know. Yeah, I love I love Hulu for the live TV. You know, if I want to watch something like, you know, if I did watch the Oscars or the mm-hmm. or football or whatever, that's where I go to is my yeah. my Hulu. Yeah, I, that's I'm, usually I'm where of, I catch up. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of pulled between the two. You know, so that's fair. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram, even though Facebook owns it, and I think that the whole company is immoral. And I have a degree in marketing with this specialization in digital and social media and i'm like you're all corrupt they know everything um so yeah (laughs) it's true they do know everything if you uh in order to not be creeped out you're supposed to like turn off some setting on your phone because literally the other day my coworker brought in these delicious gluten-free cookies and i was thinking in my head like I should buy those delicious gluten-free cookies and keep them at my house. And today, Amazon was like, or uh, Instagram was like, "Hey, check out these delicious free gluten-free, or, excuse me, delicious <laughs> gluten-free cookies." And I was like, "I know I did not look that up or say it out loud." <laughs> but if somebody else did, um, I, I turned my microphone off on my phone because I got really tired of getting ads being like, "You were talking about Toms," and I was like, "I don't actually want to own Toms, um, not me." <laughs> So, um, yeah, turn I'm the off for it. kids. Yeah, turn the microphone off and they stop creeping on you. Um, okay, riches or happiness? Happiness. Aw. Most important in a partner, intelligence or humor? Can't they be intelligently funny? Um, I think we can get through anything as long as we can laugh about it, right? Yes. That's a good perspective. I like that. All right. When you sleep, fan or no fan? I have two fans. So fan, 100%. Yes! <laughs> Team fan. Me too. Oscillating fan and, uh, uh, I mean, and a silly fan. Yep, I have both. I randomly, I, I've i been online dating in Nashville. This is a whole other podcast that I don't know who has, but I can go talk on that one about online dating in Nashville. And uh, We can have you back on and we can talk about it here. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. we can talk about it all the time. I have so many profound opinions about online dating. Um, but I went on a date with a guy back in October and he asked me, he was like, do you have any deal breakers? And I was like, okay. Like we hadn't even met yet. And I was like, cool. Um, and I was like, you know, I just want someone to be like good, a good person, a kind person, someone who's not rude, um, you know, no assholes, people who are considerate. 
of other people's feelings, no Trumpers whatsoever. Um, and he came back and he was like, yeah, I agree with those. Um, but also how do you feel about some like sleeping with a fan on? And I was like, oh, I have two fans. And he's like, oh, that's really sexy. And he was serious. He was, <laughs> he was like, I broke up with this girl because she wouldn't sleep with a fan on. And it was just too hot for me. And I was like, oh Lord. And I was like, damn son. Like, I don't know what to say to that. I was like, okay, cool. But like, that seems like a problem, like a very simple it's a stupid thing to dump someone over. That's an interesting yeah. deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. There had to be something else going on there. So we went right. out once. It was fine. Brains always jokes with me that um, when, cause he loves like vanilla Coke and weird flavored things. And I like the originals of everything. I don't, I don't want anything but Coca-Cola and regular Sprite and Dr. Pepper and don't even offer me root beer. If I say, I hate that. I'm like, do you have Dr. Pepper? No, we have root beer. How is that the same? It's Get not. out. Um, yeah. So he'll always joke. He'll be like, um, here, you don't want my drink. He's like, God, how did I marry someone that doesn't like vanilla Coke? And I'm like, cause you're a smart man. That's all I have to tell you. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But I can, I, that's almost like saying like, you don't like vanilla Coke. Uh, it's over, man. I can't, I can't go on any further. It's too well, hot in here. This guy also, I kind of felt like I was on a speed dating cause he kept asking me all these questions and he was like, if you get married, you're going to keep your last name. And I was like, I hadn't even been there 30 minutes. And I was like, I mean, I really, I think it depends on where I am career wise. Um, I really like my last name. Um, also, what am I trading it in for? Like, it's a very strange <laughs> question to ask on a date. <laughs> on a, I mean, like, clearly it did not go past the first date. It's fine. But I was just like, oh, my God. So that is yeah. hilarious. We should so, definitely have like a podcast about yes. first date adventures. Yes. Oh, I have so many now. So many. Um, so we don't usually, I mean, we ask some guests, but I feel like we need to ask you this question. I just feel like we have this kind of bond. Um, so favorite curse word. Cunt. <laughs> no hesitation. I love it. it. It's my favorite. I love it. I think it's, it's so, it's cathartic when you say it, but I say it with the utmost, like in reclaiming that word and owning it and just being like I'm here for it like yes you can say it in a negative connotation but I'm also just here for the female empowerment of being like yeah cunt like oh god I love it <laughs> I love it what well, kind of reminds soft. me that's a great idea because it reminds me of like um uh like the fact that men call each other pussies yeah um, and there's that great like it's they say it's a Betty White quote but I have a feeling it's like a fake Betty White quote, but you know, like one of those Abraham Lincoln said this. Um, Abraham but it's Lincoln about says like, the internet drains your time, and you're like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but you know, about like you're calling someone a pussy when you're saying that they're weak. Yeah. But literally, vaginas do so much in the way of nothing weak whatsoever, and yet a man gets flicked in the testicles and he can't stand up straight anymore. Yeah. So we really should be like. like and it talks like this for a little while. Exactly. Yeah. We should definitely be like, instead of being like pussy, you should be like, you testicle. That's way, make, makes, makes way more sense. So we should reclaim those words. Like, yeah, bitch. I am a bitch. What now? Yeah. Um, I'm all for it. So you definitely need to listen to our episode with our good friend, Samantha Lang. She's been on twice, but her first episode, she had a no hesitation favorite curse word answer that I think you will approve of. Yes. Good. I'm excited. I'm going to go listen. Yes. 
I'm so glad I got to introduce you guys. Oh, yes. I've got to thank you all for having me. Ah, oh, you're beautiful awesome. things about you. Oh, you're awesome. And Brooke, I'm glad I got to see your beautiful face. Um, MK and I, I refuse to, and my phone keeps suggesting that I update the photo to the photo that you have for your ID contact. Um, but the photo I have of your ID contact is a picture of Buttercup from The Princess Bride. And I refuse to give that up for sake of the picture you selected for yourself. I'm like, no, she's Princess Buttercup. <laughs> So. That's fantastic. Aww. And um, so I think honestly, it might have been so I, I've been called Buttercup lots of times, but um, might be one of the reasons you guys like are so near and dear to my heart is because you started calling me that um, my papa, my stepdad's dad um, always called me that when I was a kid and I loved it. And literally hold on this. Watch this. Hey, Siri. What's my name? You're Brooke, but you asked me to call you Princess Buttercup. <laughs> I, I have one of those too yeah yeah <laughs> so you can totally keep me as buttercup it makes me very happy yes my phone say french bread so <laughs> that's good too <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome well thank you so much laura it was such a pleasure to have you on and i cannot wait to meet you in person um, everyone, please be sure to go out and subscribe and rate on exactly what our Laura, my friend Laura said. It's so important and it helps us out. Um, so make sure you do that where you um, like to listen. If you have any questions for us or for Laura, you can contact us at two bees in a podcast at outlook.com. And we're all over that amazing social media, right, Brooke? Mm -hmm, with logos. Thanks to Miss Laura Foster over here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, girl. Mm -hmm. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Two Bees in a Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Two Bees in a Pod C. You can find us on our personal accounts. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Brooke Westcar. And Donna is uh, on Facebook as Donna Brown or DJ Services by Donna Brown. And she's on Instagram and Twitter at DT Donna B. And uh, Miss Laura here and Libby Bills also has a uh, an Instagram. Uh, Laura's on there at La Foss, which is my favorite. L-A underscore F-O-S-S. La Foss. Aww. Mm -hmm. And uh, Libby Bills is just, Donna, I, you, you will see it when you uh, go, get out of the she shed. I sent you a photo of Lily Bell's Instagram because it's so much cuteness. So much. Cuteness. Aww. I can't wait. Yeah, and the she shed, I don't have very good reception, so I'll just see that when I get out of here. So, but thank you again, Laura. Um, can't wait to meet you, and I already love you. Aww. Oh, I love you too. Thank you all so much for having me. This was wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. Love you, Brooke. Love you both. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.